0: From the Financial Times in Delhi, I'm Jyotsna Singh and this is FT News. A popular Indian guru has been sentenced to 20 years in prison for the rape of two women. After Friday's guilty verdict, 38 people died in a wave of protests in the northern state of Haryana where his headquarters are based, prompting criticism of Prime Minister Narendra Modi for failing to step up security. The state was in lockdown after the sentence was announced on Monday. With me to discuss why the case has prompted such heated emotions is Amy Kasman, the FT's South Asia Bureau Chief. Hi, Amy. Tell us a bit about Gurmeet Ram Rahim Singh. Who is he? How many followers does he have? And why are they so loyal to him?
1: This man was completely revered by millions of people who considered him a living god and called him Petaji, or father. Ram Rahim Singh is really one of the most colorful and in fact outlandish of the many self-appointed spiritual leaders that are scattered across India. Ram Rahim Singh was known for his crazy style of dressing. He wore rhinestones. He wore clothes that had peacock feather patterns all over them. Some said he was evocative of like Elvis Presley's dress style in the 1970s. Lots of glitter and bling. He was fond of riding motorcycles. He made use of modern media techniques to perpetuate his image. He directed and starred in a couple of movies, a series of movies, MSG, Messenger of God, which featured him doing outlandish exploits. What kind of people was he able to appeal to? Ramrim Singh and many gurus like him really appeal to people that have been left on the margins of Indian society who have not participated in the great economic and social transformation that has begun to occur. Many times, particularly Ram Rahim Singh drew from people who came from the lowest castes of Hinduism's rigid caste ladder. He had a message of everyone is equal and at his ashram everyone was treated equally. There was code of conduct that required people to treat people equally. So he attracted people who were looking for some kind of certainty or protective figure at a time of great social and economic transformation. Ram Rahim also was able to bring people in by offering a tremendous amount of social services. This is a very common issue in India. The basic government services, like health, like education are in a total mess. And for people that are living in remote rural places, they have no access to quality health care, quality education. Many of things have to be paid for privately and are beyond their means. Ram Rahim Singh had a 600-acre ashram where he had a modern hospital. He had some kind of higher education facilities for girls' education. So he was able to provide people things that the state should be providing but wasn't providing them. So he drew people in by this offer of social services and then somehow also became revered by them as a living god.
0: This case was first raised in 2002. Tell us, why has it taken so
1: long to bring the case? This case was an incredibly tough nut for Indian investigators to crack. The case began when... An anonymous letter was sent to various high-ranking officials, including the Prime Minister of India and the Chief Justice of the High Court in Punjab and Haryana, which is basically the heartland where Ram Rahim had his main base of support. The anonymous letter was from a female follower whose family was all followers of this guru, and who had been given to the ashram. And she said that she had been raped by Ram Rahim. She had lived at the ashram for several years. She claimed that one night she was called into his room. He was watching a pornographic film. He had a gun. He talked to her for a little while, and then he raped her and then threatened her that if she ever spoke, her life would be made miserable, her family would be made to suffer. The chief justice of the Punjab and Haryana High Court ordered an investigation, And in her letter, this woman also said that it had happened to many other of the female followers of Ram Rahim. And they had a whole vocabulary for it. They revered him as a god, and in their language, they basically said he was giving these women pardon for their sins. That's how he described the act that he was engaging with them. I'm pardoning you for your sins. It was basically that he was raping them. So the CBI gets this anonymous letter, which says, if you start interviewing women, you will find many telling this story. In fact, it was very, very hard to find any victim willing to testify. Many women had left the ashram, but they were all terrified of Ram Rahim and his power. He had loyal followers, armed followers, and they were terrified to come out and speak the truth. Finally, the CBI persuaded two women who testified and became the basis of this case. And it's their testimony on which he's been convicted. And they are living under witness protection programs. One of them is under police guard all the time. So the level of fear and the level of reluctance of the victims to talk was like a major, major issue. There have also been suggestions that Ram Rahim, who has converted his personal popularity and his religious following into serious political influence, that he was able to try to slow down the criminal proceedings. There are suggestions that some of the investigators in the Central Bureau of Investigation, which handled the case, had been ordered to slow down or bury the case but there were some very very committed and determined investigators and it's a real testimony to their commitment that this case saw the light of day and has resulted in this outcome.
0: What other charges have been made against the Guru?
1: In fact Ramrahim is standing trial on suspicion of involvement in the murder of a local Hindi language journalist who lived near where the guru had his ashram and who in a local paper printed the anonymous letter written by the female follower in which the alleged conduct of the guru and the alleged raped is detailed in excruciating detail. This journalist was shot dead outside his house shortly after his newspaper published the letter. And there's a widespread belief in his family that the guru is behind it. And there is, in fact, a trial ongoing in that. He has also been investigated for allegedly persuading 400 of his male followers to undergo castration. So there are a number of charges. There's a second murder charge, and that is of the brother of a young woman who left the ashram again after complaining of rape.
0: Mr Modi, along with other politicians, has been close to the guru, recently praising him for his role in the Clean India campaign. How embarrassing is this for the prime minister?
1: This is a very awkward case for Mr. Modi and India's ruling Bharatiya Janata Party because they actively courted the support of Ram Rahim in the 2014 election. Ram Rahim openly came out and urged his followers to vote for the BJP, which helped them take power in the state of Haryana. And Mr. Modi also publicly talked about Ram Rahim as a friend and an ally. Since the BJP government took power in Haryana, Ram Rahim had been a recipient of government funds from Haryana state politicians for various programs that they asked him to implement. So it's embarrassing. They'll obviously try to distance themselves from him now and downplay their relationship and connection. Also, they can rightly say that they're not the only politician that courted Ram Rahim. One of the big problems is that these godmen, because they command such loyalty and such blind loyalty from their followers... They become very important political kingmakers. They can direct their followers, and their followers will generally obey them. So governments are generally quite reluctant to investigate them very closely, and they do enjoy a lot of kind of protection. And that's what makes this conviction actually so extraordinary. Do you see any sign of the massive power that these gurus wield? Do you think that might be waning? I don't think the power of these godmen are waning. I think, obviously, Ram Rahim has peaked and his heyday is over. But I think, in general, these godmen are able to really build themselves up and build a loyal following. And I think until the government does the jobs that it's supposed to do in a better way, godmen will be here to stay.
0: Thanks, Amy. For the Financial Times in Delhi, I'm Jyotsna Singh, saying goodbye for now.